Out in the suburbs of Washington, D.C., in a town called Gaithersburg, Maryland, there's a small, relatively unknown biotech company called Novavax. So it originally was founded with the goal of developing vaccines. The Vax in Novavax is for vaccines, but they fail time and time again. They're sort of the little company that couldn't. Our colleague Greg Zuckerman has been writing about Novavax. He says that for over 30 years, the company has been trying to create vaccines for infectious diseases like SARS and Ebola. Data was pretty good. There was good rationale for why they might work. They started testing them and early results were good. And then each time in the end, it failed. We're talking about a half dozen different types of vaccines. And in the end, they couldn't get one product that was approved and that was authorized and that was out on the market. Sometimes it was just bad luck. Like they would be working on an Ebola vaccine and making good progress, but then Ebola would go away. So you didn't need their vaccine. By the end of 2019, after Novavax's biggest failure yet, the company was close to shutting down. They only had about five or six months of cash left as a company. So they were on their last legs and they got together with some former employees at a a bar in Maryland. And they were just sort of exchanging resumes and discussing the future and figuring out what they might do if they had to look for another job. They were on their last leg. They realized they didn't have much time left. But at the same time these coworkers were drowning their sorrows, a mysterious new virus was spreading in China. And it turns out, creating a vaccine for that novel virus would be Novavax's final chance at success. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Monday, March 1st. Coming up on the show, the unlikely story of Novavax, a company that went from the brink of bankruptcy to playing a vital role in the fight against coronavirus. This episode is brought to you by Walmart. Walmart is committed to helping associates live better. As one of the first companies to remove college degree requirements from the majority of their roles, Walmart is creating opportunities for associates to build careers based on their real-life experiences. In fact, the company is investing over $1 billion in career-driven training and development programs. Learn why it pays to work at Walmart at walmart.com slash skills first. To understand Novavax's success with a COVID vaccine, it's important to understand their most recent and most painful failure, a failure that almost drove the company into the ground. One man who's been with the company throughout all that, Dr. Gregory Glenn. Hi, I'm Greg Glenn. I'm the president of research and development at Novavax. And yes, our colleague and this doctor are both named Greg. So we'll call Novavax's Greg by his last name, Glenn, for clarity. Glenn has been helping develop vaccines at Novavax for a decade now. But in his former career, he was the one giving the vaccines. I'm a pediatrician by training. And when I was in practice, I saw a few vaccines go through licensure. And I thought, whoa, I want to do that. They're like miracles. Glenn really believes in the power of vaccines. And one vaccine he really wanted to create is a vaccine that nearly caused the company to go bankrupt. 
It was for a virus called RSV. Every pediatrician deals with RSV. It's, it's a winter epidemic. It's an infection in the lungs. It makes babies can't breathe. It really affects the littlest babies. So imagine respiratory failure in a two-month-old. That's a terribly complex, very expensive problem, and it's global. As terrible as RSV is, nobody's been able to create a vaccine for it. Glenn thought that Novavax could finally be the one to do it. And the company's early clinical trials went really well. But in 2016, the RSV vaccine went through its final big test, a phase three trial. But the trial failed. The company didn't get enough data to submit to the FDA. So in 2019, they ran another phase three trial. And the same thing happened. And you spent years working on that. How did it feel when you got those results? Ooh, you just can't imagine. It was disbelief when we first saw it because we had we, we knew we had the right vaccine. We had so much evidence it was the right thing to do. We had good immune responses, et cetera. And we, you know, we looked and looked, looked, make sure there's no mistake. And um, it was devastating. And, you know, people cried and... Did you cry? You know, frankly, we're all crying because of the hopes. We had a vaccine that had succeeded, but the trial failed. So we lost market cap. We had to let people go and people quit because they were, you know, they were looking for success. And so it was a very grim year, really. Novavax's stock price dropped to under $4 a share. Executives sold off some manufacturing facilities and laid off lots of employees. You know, hard to get out of bed and pull on your shoes and socks and, and go into work and face people. Can you imagine? I had to face investors, my own staff, my own family, my own board, and a field. I was, you know, I'm in the field of RSV. I had created conferences. I mean, I was a, you know, recognized vaccinologist in this, and I had to stand up and say, you know, we, we, this failed. It was, that was very hard. How close was Novavax to its end? Yeah, you know, Close, but uh, we had a good technology. So we were, you know, embattled biotech guys that we were, we were, we were going to find a way to go forward. We just couldn't let this great vaccine technology die out. A lot of the people on the board, they know biotech is like this. It's, it's not a straight line. It's ups and downs and things that drive you to keep going. A big unmet need, a dream that you can do something about it, and a technology technically you think is is sound enough to really address the problem. Novavax executives thought that the way they'd change the world would be by eliminating RSV. But after crushing failures, they had to put that dream to the side. We were down to not a lot of people, no facilities, no money, no confidence. But around that time, Novavax's top vaccine scientist knocked on Glenn's office door. He came to me and said, you know, there's a cluster of pneumonia in China. Our alert is always on for for those kind of things. And it sounded like SARS. A mysterious SARS-like virus and some frustrated vaccine executives. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by C3 AI. C3 Generative AI enables rapid access to secure, traceable, hallucination-free insights from enterprise systems, all while using any LLM, helping enterprises turn the invisible into the obvious. Learn more at C3.ai. 
At the beginning of 2020, Novavax executives knew they needed a victory in order to keep their company alive. And the coronavirus looked like that opportunity, a chance to create a vaccine that the entire world would need. But there was one thing standing in the way. The company had already invested the limited resources it had left in developing a flu vaccine. We bet the farm on flu, and we didn't have a lot of people. So we were working night and day to measure the flu response to finish up our phase three pivotal trial. We really got a very good result from that flu vaccine phase three trial. After decades of disappointments, Novavax finally had a vaccine that was close to the finish line, a vaccine that would help protect people against the flu and save Novavax's business. So executives had to make a gamble, stick with the flu vaccine, which felt like a safe bet, or set it aside to enter the race for a COVID vaccine. Because Novavax had such a small staff at this point, they could really only choose one. And I'll tell you, we had a big debate. So, you know, a few weeks into it, you start to be saying, okay, now I'm going to need more people. And we're saying, wait, you know, we've got a phase three flu program. And so that even more ratcheted up the pressure to the debate. But once we saw, I think it was, you know, kind of late January, it was pretty clear the coronavirus was going to explode. And we just kind of watched the map. I think it was in Seattle you saw a case, and then it was five, and then it was 10. And we're like, okay, this is really going to spread. We need to, we need to dial up our efforts. The decision was made. Novavax went all in on its COVID vaccine. The race was crowded, but Novavax had a unique scientific approach. The first vaccines approved in the U.S. were Moderna and Pfizer. Those vaccines used mRNA, which gives instructions to the body to create a spike protein that will help fight the virus. Novavax actually creates that spike protein outside the body by inserting DNA instructions into an insect virus. Our vaccine is a replica of what you'd find on the surface of the virus. It's like a lock and key. It can't be sloppy. It's got to have fidelity to what you would see in nature. And so that's not easy to do. In addition to a spike protein, the vaccine uses another ingredient called an adjuvant. It's an immune stimulant. That stimulates an immune response. So you get sort of the, the helper cells and the antibodies. And so these adjuvants, we already knew from our flu experience that this adjuvant was very, very good. Scientists really like Novavax's approach, in part because it's already been proven to work in other vaccines for viruses like the flu and HPV. Another huge benefit? Just like the recently approved Johnson & Johnson vaccine, Novavax's vaccine doesn't have to be kept at freezing temperatures. So our vaccine is made to be stored in the cold chain, in refrigeration. So if you go to the CVS Pharmacy to get a vaccine, they'll pull it out of one of those little white refrigerators. That'd be just like your refrigerator at home. And the world is set up to handle vaccines that are stored at that temperature. Should help distribution enormously. How important is that to have a vaccine that doesn't have to be frozen at super cold temperatures? So, you know, if I may not make a pun here, that's the tip of the iceberg. So if you can have it at a temperature in the refrigerator, it's very stable. So our protein is very stable, and the mRNAs are inherently unstable. We knew that from the beginning. When Novavax started testing their vaccine, the early data was really encouraging. We developed a little bit of data in mice and animals, and people saw that and said, whoa, this vaccine is going to work. It's going to work well. So we were hearing this from, uh, you know, funders that 
you really need to, to develop this. This is going to be this could be the vaccine we need. So we were getting a lot of encouragement to move forward. Those positive early results got Novavax $400 million in funding from a nonprofit. But if the company was going to move forward with large clinical trials, it was going to need a lot more money. And in July, they got it. Maryland biotech company Novavax is in the hunt for a COVID-19 vaccine, and it's getting a major dose of funding from the government's Operation Warp Speed program. The U.S. government has awarded Novavax $1.6 billion to support the late-stage development and scale-up and manufacturing of their COVID-19 vaccine. This is the largest award that Operation Warp Speed has made so far. They gave a- Novavax got $1.6 billion from the Trump administration's Operation Warp Speed. At the time, it was the biggest vaccine contract of any company in the U.S. Onlookers couldn't believe it. How did Novavax, which had never successfully brought a vaccine to market, end up with the largest vaccine contract? Here's our colleague Greg again. They made a pitch and they showed that theirs is a little different than others. And what Warp Speed tried to do was have a little bit of a portfolio approach, sort of like uh, with a stock portfolio. And they didn't know what was going to work. They tried to do two or three shots with different approaches. So we'll try Moderna and Pfizer and BioNTech when it comes to mRNA. And when it came to this protein approach, we'll try this Novavax. And they weren't saying it's going to work. They weren't certain. But they thought it was an interesting attempt. It was worth it for them to say, we'll give you a billion or two to take your chances here. With that huge cash infusion, Novavax started three vaccine trials in South Africa, the UK, and the US and Mexico. When the late-stage trial finished in the UK about a month ago, Glenn and his colleagues gathered to hear the results. My phone rings from the statistician, Ik Sung Cho. He's a brilliant, very experienced statistician. He said, let's get on Zoom. So he didn't tell me anything. So we flip up the, the computer and... Uh, gathered around for a call. And, you know, there I was with my chief medical officer, my chairman, and my CEO. We're all friends, you know, they have these titles, but we're just we're just old gray-haired men that work together for a while. And up comes on the screen, and it's a tiny, you know, I, I'm, I can't see anymore, I, have to, I need glasses, this tiny little black and white line. And I'm looking in there and thinking, what is this, it says 89.3, it was, A great moment. 89.3%. That was the efficacy rate of their COVID vaccine in the UK trial. Glenn couldn't believe his eyes. I think I gasped. I was stunned. Probably speechless. We we were just really overwhelmed. It almost makes me choke up to to think about that moment. It was a big moment. So, um, yeah. So, and, you know, here we had had these failures... And now we had definitive proof that the, the technology was really good. I mean, our numbers, in fact, you know, it, it's even better than we thought at the beginning because we had this variant go on in UK as well. When we looked at our vaccine against what we actually made it against, the, ninth, the va- vaccine efficacy was 96%. And that's, that was just spectacular. So what does it feel like for you now after everything you've been through? Well, it's a marathon, you know, every day has its challenges. And so, so uh, you know, you can imagine how motivated people are. We know we've got this really good vaccine and we've got some challenges to get it deployed. We're, I'm very optimistic that'll happen soon, uh, but we, there, there are challenges to work through. So it wasn't exactly get the result, 
you know, and, and ski downhill, right? But it's motivating, super motivating, now that we have these vaccines that, that are, are working so well. Novavax may be close to the finish line, but there's already been three vaccines authorized in the U.S. So I asked our colleague Greg why the Novavaxine even matters. The great thing about the Novavax vaccine is that it doesn't have to be kept at super low temperatures, which makes it really attractive to all kinds of nations around the world that just don't have the storage capabilities that the West does. We really can't get back to normalcy until the bulk of the world has been vaccinated. And Novavax is a big step potentially to get us there. So that's one thing that is that makes it a distinct vaccine that has advantages over others. But there are reasons to think it's actually more potent than the others, meaning that it may last longer. And even if it's just another really helpful one, especially for developing nations, it'll really prove valuable. Is there a chance that this could all still become another failure for Novavax? You never know with these things. There have been late-stage trials so far in South Africa and in the UK. We're waiting for the results in the United States. So we expect them to be good. There's no reason why they should be different in the United States than in South Africa and in the UK. So it's not a sure thing. There's no guarantee they're going to get authorization from U.S. regulators. And this is a company that knows failure. So they are holding their breath to some extent. They've been at the finish line before and tripped and fell. And they don't think it's going to happen this time. The experts don't think so. The government doesn't think so. But one never knows. If all does go according to plan, Novavax's phase three trial in the U.S. is set to finish in the next few months. An emergency FDA approval could come shortly after that. Novavax has also committed to supplying 1.1 billion doses of the vaccine to COVAX, an organization that aids with global vaccine distribution. And all of this has been great for the company. That stock price that dropped below $4 is now around $230. If this vaccine ultimately does clear all of the final hurdles and gets authorized and distributed, what does it mean for the future of Novavax? Well, it's, it's obviously a very big event for us. So proves the technology, and it's created an infrastructure for us that wasn't there before. We've not only built a vaccine, we've had to build a company. And so, you know, we have our eyes on some really important things. You know, we're really optimistic about what comes next now. Anything else you want, you want to add before we let you go? Uh, yeah, uh, I think we're all ready for this to be over, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Amen. Great. Well, Dr. Glenn, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That's all for today, Monday, March 1st. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.